0: And welcome to Sutraside Sidewatch, Episode Sixteen. I'm your host, Cameron Schustern. with me hosting is
1: I'm Brandon from Apollo City Comics.
0: And we are once again, for the third consecutive episode, joined by Roman Fruhan.
2: Hello, glad to be here.
0: And you know, we're not we're not in Grindhouse Month anymore. That would last if you guys want to check it out. Episodes uh, fourteen, fifteen were uh, the Tarantino Rodriguez Grindhouse double feature of Death Proof and Planet But now we're in August, and August means James Cameron. So we are tackling some of his earlier works, which uh, we're starting off this week with the original Terminator movie. And, guys, I haven't seen this movie in, honestly, a very long time. I think, honestly, the last time I saw this, I was in high school, maybe.
1: Yeah, for sure more than 10 years since I've seen this movie. I... You know, I started watching it and I was like, I feel like I'm going to be really bored for some reason. And I wasn't like too hyped for it. And uh, dude, it was so fucking cool. <laughs> it was way more badass than I remember <laughs> as a kid. Um, like just knowing, you know, in a sense. All right. You know, it's been well over 30 years. It's uh, old. You know, it's been it's age, you know, but it's kind it's of like, like 37. Now. Yeah, it's almost 40 years at this point. Um, But knowing it's kind of like a period piece, knowing that they're like, it's a futuristic movie and going back in time to stop events from happening, even though back in time was the present at that time. Uh, Even for us, what the movie, the war starts in 2029. So we're not too far off. We're closer to the war when the movie starts than when the movie was actually made. So it technically is kind of like going back in time as like a period piece in a sense um, to explore the beginnings of this epic terminator universe uh i'm i'm super curious what roman thinks oh the
2: terminator yeah of one of the greatest movies ever made one of the scariest freaking films that you could have possibly rented at blockbuster back in the day
0: right
1: yeah it's all right
2: no i'm just kidding it's it's what an amazing
1: what an amazing film always so great it's yeah, dude, it's weird, like, how I loved it as a kid, and I remember it being fun and insane as a kid, and coming back to it, like, almost 30 now. And I'm just, like, every, all of it, it flowed so well. Um, story-wise, I love the structure of the story. This is the first film I think we've all sat in together uh, on an episode where I'm the, the story structure was magnificent. The setup, the execution. Um, oh, so good. And you could just tell, like, how he used different lenses to, you know, Make different moments more insane and whatnot, but we'll get into all of that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Well, give us some details, Cameron. What what was yes. when did this movie come out? What was the budget? Well, where did we come from with this?
0: So it came out in nineteen eighty four. So, uh, which is crazy. Like if I had to think about it, I'm like, wow, this is seven years before I was born. This movie was released, and of course, it was both directed and written by James Cameron. And not just James Cameron. I mean, uh, he it was also co-written though by uh, Gail and Hurd, and I believe the composer. He worked on all of the, almost all of the Terminator films, which I, I just yes. I keep flashing back to it. But Brad Fidel, his work for this is insane because, like, just listening to it, it's so slow and very subtle. It's not very present. Like, it's it's there, but it doesn't take over anything unless it's really quiet. And it just builds so much suspense and just becomes, like, uh, practically a thriller. Because it's, like, it's half, like, synth. So, it's, like, dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Mm-hmm. Of, like, when Arnold's stalking everything. But uh, as for the budget, that was the only thing I actually didn't look up. Uh, but I could probably find it in a second. Um. But otherwise, oh, here we go. All right, four million dollars, and it raised six point five million. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, so, for nineteen eighty
1: four, I'm sure it's not horrible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, this movie is second to its sequel, Terminator Two, which is considered one of the greatest films. Wait, of all what, time, did, what did
2: you say? The what did you say? The budget for the Terminator was four million. The budget for the Terminator was six and a half million dollars, and in the box office, it recouped seventy-eight million dollars.
0: Oh wait, sorry, no, no, no. I was like, oh wait, I read that. Mis- yeah, sorry. It was originally budgeted at four million, later raised yeah. six point five oh, okay. million. My go. bad, I screwed up there. I was like, wait, that sounds so low. I was like, the eight- yeah, damn. That, that like ten years made like, such what? a difference in there. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Sorry about that. Um,
1: yeah. dude, damn, seventy-eight million it made. You just said.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it was That's
1: it was an better.
2: extremely successful um, in a but no one no studio wanted this film, no uh-huh. studio wanted this film when when James Cameron was pitching it to people, and, and then Orion I guess like read the script and they were just like hell yeah, and they gave them you know like a six million dollar budget and James Cameron um starting off with Roger Corman as as a lot of people. Uh, did um knew the just just knew how to make a film for cheap and that worked in their favor because it recouped many times its budget back in the box office Um, and ended up becoming one of the six
1: most successful franchise of all time yeah it's um you know it really is overshadowed by t2 i feel i feel like everyone does lean towards terminator 2 i mean it is phenomenal it's one of the most amazing films ever um but it's kind of like you kind of forget about the first one and sometimes you just want to watch the second one and i don't know what other franchise well maybe except for new hope to empire strikes back that you want to watch the sequel um compared to the first one Um, well road warrior
2: mad max yeah two. oh, oh mad, yeah that's that's no one is. ever watches the first Nobody, Mad yeah, Max. that's very true, that's very true. I, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> whereas you look here we're at what six terminator movies now and usually oh, if God. you ask anyone they just say watch the first two yeah um yeah. and but they always mention two they never say just two they always say like the first couple of them basically the ones directed by james cameron
2: i i um i mean i love terminator 2 but terminator one just i will go back and watch the first one all day any day that that movie is a terrifying horror sci-fi film that never gets old for me and the soundtrack is incredible i could just listen to the soundtrack all day oh yeah dude yeah um but the sequel this i mean the sequel was they cashed in on everything like taco bell merchandise and friggin' toys for kids and the, I mean, the budget for the sequel compared to the first film, first film, $6 million. The second film, like
0: $100 million. I mean, the amount of extra effects, but they're just looking at the uh the liquid man.
1: So I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. I think that's what made this movie so, I mean, kind of dated, but it was so great, too. Uh, I love the scene. You know, spoilers, everyone. Uh, when he gets shot in the eye and he's in the bathroom, like fixing himself up, and he's like fixing his eye prosthetic, and you could just clearly tell that's like a robotic prosthetic and then yeah. it's Witch's yeah. frame and then it's him again. But like, it's, it's actually a little... such a great prosthetic still. Like, you, you if you're not like directly, to the average kid or moviegoer, they're not going to really notice. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. if you're looking at the movie and you're just like, oh, what the hell? It, it's gorgeous though for that time period, I would say.
2: I'm actually, uh, when I went back and rewatched it, um, I I couldn't believe like, just naked arnold schwarzenegger walking around kind of looked fake like just the real man walking around naked i was just like that man kind of looks like a pop
1: i was thinking the same thing he's like he's, he's too so like, yes
2: he's,
0: he's like a perfect like do you human. know what they had to do to get into that ship yeah like, like yeah.
2: yeah like it's it's crazy so it kind of goes back and forth like all of like the realness looks fake and all of the fakeness looks kind of real mhm um, i like that um like, since he's made of organic material, like, he's starting to smell later on in the film. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, his skin's rotting off, and there's, like, a prop fly sitting on his cheek while he's cutting open his arm. Mm-hmm.
0: The, uh,. The land, the landlord or hotel guy comes over and oh, he's yeah. just the like, dead "Hey, what's cat good? in there?" Yeah, and he, he has the response, Fuck, Fuck you, asshole! asshole. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "Okay, cool." He walks away. He's I love how like, oh, so that's that, that video perfect game
1: dancer. response thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Like it was, he
0: had his, he had his choice. His Fallout New Vegas choices. I was there, about the say dialogue. say Fallout
2: New Vegas choices. <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: Uh, the before the eye. Yes. Yeah, so when he's cutting open his arm. I, in high school, I, at least at the time, I don't think I took architecture class yet. So I never knew what an exacto knife was. Looking back now, I was like, Oh, it's an exacto knife. And then I went, Oh, this is horrifying because <laughs> in the very beginning, when he first starts cutting it open, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, Oh no, nah, I hate this. That it's going up the wrist. Like it just feels horrible. And then it gets open, and then you see, like, the the robotic effects. And I felt better after that, being like, oh, cool, it's a nice robot. I feel better again. But even now, looking back, like, it it does such a good job of, like, convincing you and making you wince just looking at just the the action of doing something like that. Like, it still has that effect on me, which I thought, you know, makes it retro... Like, it it still works, like, even at this age, Mm -hmm. being... 37 years old like it still is able to garner some realism in terms of just reaction at least which was awesome mm-hmm.
1: yeah no 100 percent. um i kind of thought i'd be turned off by some of the effects and i was you know thinking that when i walked in uh but i think the only super actually it's not even that cheesy but when they're running and it's just the metal skeleton and it's very uh kind of like evil dead yeah the stop motion stuff it's all evil dead looking with the green screen in the background um i think that was the only like spot that i was like that looks a little wonky and uh but it that's the closest thing i could get to that i would complain about with the effects um i know the um i know the stop motion is a little dated but
2: well, I mean, is a lot of dated, but it was very noticeable. But there's something about there's something about that since it's there, since it's like real, since it's something I can touch, mm-hmm. since it's supposed to be a robot, you know. I my suspension of disbelief is, is there, so I'm, I'm 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 I believe it. Yeah. But like yeah. in the in the newer ones, when you see like the terminators like fighting each other and it's just like a cg playstation
1: 2 cutscene. like i'm i'm not i'm not there mentally it's similar to like how the star wars uh the original trilogy like the effects the practical effects work so much better than the prequels you know like it's it's the same exact type of contrast um they
2: didn't make a single suit of armor for um for attack of the clones
1: they didn't oh. for for or
2: revenge of the sith they didn't make a single clone suit
1: what ever Which, yeah no yeah It's all. all cg yeah it's that all cg is...
2: so when you see people like dressed up as clones it's just like dude they made that themselves because they they had nothing to work off of oh
1: wow, yeah.
0: wow. that's insane Which, i didn't know that either check out our first up to a down to an episode where we talked about the prequels in depth there so yeah small plug there um the characters themselves, though, like you have really three main characters and then they actually do a good job of kind of get the first half. They make you think there's more characters that you're going to be kind of invested in. And then they quickly change that when conflict occurs, like the police versus like uh, Kyle Reese and Sarah and even her. Um, I mean, you kind of had that inkling even in the beginning with like her friend. And, boy- and her boyfriend, like, oh, yeah. th- what was going to happen. It's, like, that, um, I guess, like, Halloween, Friday the 13th. 30- I would say Halloween specifically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Michael Myers goes and starts, like, killing off, like, the friends of the main character, and it's usually the couple banging. And, and it felt just like a Halloween movie in that point, mm-hmm. uh, except the-, the boyfriend actually tries to fight back, and I'm like, oh, wow, props to you. You're going to die, but, you know, still props.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, this, I mean, this, this is... This this film, like I know, I know it's like ascended, kind of like how Jaws has to to classic. I mean, it's in like the National Film Registry now, or, or the mm-hmm. MoMA or some shit. I, I can't remember, but um, this this film is just a B movie. It's just a B. It's a sci-fi horror B movie about uh, an unstoppable killer from the future stalking yeah. a woman and trying to kill them yeah it's, so, a, it's a love it's story it's with so shotguns. simple
0: yeah even even with the future talk it's incredibly easy to catch on to it's like not e- they make it so easy to keep up with even if you don't know anything about that kind of stuff which you know at that point no one did so yeah and it's, it's so
1: easily explained uh, the exposition and everything it kind of just flows through it's kind of weird you don't you don't know all the secrets until halfway through the movie but it's kind of like you want to you want it to ramp up to be a reveal. Um learning it too early I think would have kind of crushed it from the start, but I like how they introduced all the elements.
2: And James Cameron, the genius that he is, just came up with all of this from a nightmare that he had of an unstoppable robot rising out of the flames of the future. Did that I hate- is that actually that is actually what James Cameron said, but he totally just ripped off two Harlan Ellison stories that he saw in The Outer Limits. <laughs> oh, wow, that's cool.
1: I yes. heard that he was like driving one night and had like a—it uh, was just like a daydream type of thing when he was like on the open road, thinking about uh, the future and the wasteland and everything. Um,
2: All I know is that James Cameron's an asshole and a liar, but he made a ton of money off of
1: it, and he's also a genius. So it was his second movie. Two, by yeah. the way, like that's insane. He did. He had like a short film, and then he did like Piranha Two, and this mm-hmm. is the second movie he wrote and direct. Like he wrote and directed this. It's so yeah. good for, and he had he worked on some other great movies like Rock and Roll High School, and you yeah, know, did and small he, stuff. But
2: he did all of the matte painting effects for Escape from New York, and that's why all the miniatures look amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah,
0: the man. Like in terms of production, it's hard to say if there's really that many people that can beat him in that in that field. Oh definitely. Just because yeah. of how much how much how many how much lengths he goes to, to achieve what he wants.
2: It's so funny because when Harlan Ellison saw this movie, he was just like, I love that
0: movie,
2: but it's also my story. So oh, wow. <laughs> and every time like he he would write the studio, like, can I read the script to the Terminator, please? Like they would just ignore him. So he took it to court, and now that's why you see um in uh that's why you see in the opening credits or closing credit—I can't remember—an um, acknowledgement to the works of Harlan Ellison, oh, and then they wow. settled out of court. They paid Harlan
0: like a shitload of money out of court for for his stories. Did, did James Cameron ever acknowledge it later on, or was he still nope, like no? It's he just says a dream. he says
2: that he's never heard of Harlan <laughs> Ellison, never seen anything by Harlan Ellison. Ooh, that ego, I love it. Yeah, yeah which crazy. is hilarious because The Outer Limits and Star Trek were two very, very big shows at the time. So, yeah, I can only of, imagine of, of, of
1: James Cameron's childhood. So, <laughs> and then it's funny. This came, this Schwarzenegger. This was his first, like, I guess, really big film because I guess he had some two smaller roles and then the Conan movies before this
2: oh well Conan threw him into fucking stardom yeah so, how
1: how big was that like release huge he, yeah. oh my god dude huge. that changed everything yeah yeah a night
2: 1982 Conan the Barbarian um directed by uh, uh John Milius um written by friggin John Milius and Oliver Stone it was a big movie the budget was two uh two million. I almost said $200 million. Yeah. $20 million. And it made back almost $80 million. So it was a big deal. And that's why, um, when, when James Cameron was originally making the Terminator, he wanted the Terminator to look just like a normal guy. Uh So he hired, um, Lance Hendrickson, who everyone knows as Bishop from aliens to be the Terminator. Mm. Um, and Arnold approached James Cameron uh, about the Terminator and was like, "Hey, I want to be in the Terminator." So James Cameron was going to cast him as Kyle Reese. And then Arnold was just like, "No, I want to be the Terminator. I want to be the bad guy." And mm-hmm. so he gave Lance Hendrickson a role as one of the police officers. and that's how Harlan, El- I mean not- that's how Arnold Schwarzenegger got the Terminator role. Damn, I'm just. That's cool.
0: I'm trying to imagine that conversation of just him being like, "No, I don't want to fuck Serikana. I want to kill Serikana." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do. But then, Apparently. then we
2: got. I mean, um, oh man, who played? Who played Kyle Reese? Why am I blanking on this? Michael Bean. Michael Bean. I can't believe mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry, Michael, out there. Sorry, I avid, avid listener this. of our podcast, Michael Bean. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, he. I love Michael Bean in this film. He is so good as this crazy man from the future, just trying to convince everyone what's about to happen. He's so underrated.
0: What's great is they do two sides of him. You're getting this like insane side that in his, like what people see him as crazy, like he's using it also as exposition, telling the viewers exactly what is going on, how this is supposed to go. And then you get the, which I honestly, this is the part of the movie I completely forgot about, was the flashback sequences. Or I guess technically flash forward sequences, thinking about it, Um, where it shows him in the future actually fighting the war where, you know, he's calm, collected, and just being a soldier. And it's funny because like in one, you have police basically being like, oh, it's some crazy man. And this one, he's like a disciplined soldier who's doing his job. And I even forgot there was a second Terminator in this one, where he just comes in, dogs find him out, and he just pulls out like a rail gun and just starts going at it. And I'm like, that, oh okay.
2: When that car flips, and that poor mannequin on the back gets absolutely squished, <laughs> that like traumatized <laughs> me when I was a kid. That and oh man, the the soldier when she throws the grenade under the oh wall, and just it just gets deleted.
0: She just... <laughs> I was I was I was like, damn, okay. I knew she was gonna die. just couldn't remember how. And the gunner, yeah, no, the gunner was just, the ragdoll physics yeah. for the gunner was just something.
2: That poor guy. Yeah. Rip. Rest in rest in peace, mannequin.
1: What came out first, RoboCop or Terminator? Oh, RoboCop
2: was like 1989. Oh, Two, years after. After. Okay. Yeah. Two years after. Okay, because the robots. So the beginning. you mean five years after? Did I say
0: Oh sorry yeah 84 I was thinking of the 7 cuz it was oh, 7 wait, years before wait.
2: me. RoboCop was not 89. RoboCop was 87.
0: Oh so then. Yeah, two, where where was it? 3 years. I years. From with All right, that? 3 years after.
1: Cuz the robots in the beginning of Terminator look just like the machines in the RoboCop movie except just like slightly altered. Um Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: I could I could I could see that. Um Oh, you mean like Ed 209? Yeah, yeah. I could see that um them taking some inspiration from the big and bulky. I guess uh since RoboCop is a satire, they probably they probably looked at how efficient like the hunter killers and the whatever robots were in the Terminator, you know, with like their tank treads and shit, and like what if we made that but made it extremely top heavy and gave it big wonky feet mm-hmm. so that it can't even walk downstairs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, RoboCop not- is so good. I know. And it's so speaking great. of stop motion. So, oh. Robocop
1: 2's stop motion looks almost flawless today. Mm-hmm. That's so. True. Uh, that's actually John the one goes. movie, uh, to sidetrack just a moment, uh, that traumatized me as a kid. Because that scene where they just shoot him up and he's all bloodied and just like his hand gets blown off that. Oh, oh. Man, oh yes. That movie traumatized me as the- a child the
2: crucifixion of of our of our savior robocop yes
0: before before his resurrection into the back onto the force yeah yes
1: but you know the the thing about this movie is that um the three main characters i love how it starts um they kind of introduce each character in such a great way like um you know, you know Arnold is coming from somewhere different. We don't know where. We don't know like what is, his deal is, but we know it's something unique. And then you meet Sarah Connor. You get to kind of, kind of know her a little bit. Kind of like try to find some liking to her. And then oh man, see... yeah. I, f-
2: I just feel bad for Sarah Connor because she's like in that. She's in that point where we've all been. You know, you're working a dead end job. Mm-hmm. and you don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, and you're just scatterbrained, can't remember people's orders, kid fucking puts ice cream in your goddamn pocket. I know. Like, <laughs> they, just, listen. they
0: didn't even say it. They were just like, if he did it, If it makes done. you
2: guys feel any better, that kid probably
0: got wiped out by nukes, so. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he turns out to be one of John Connor's lieutenants. They oh call God. him Scoop. Oh they oh call God. him Scoop. <laughs>
1: and then you see kyle come in and you know the contrast between kyle and the terminator i think is brilliant because you know arnold lands and he's just you know huge muscular just awesome pose coming back up the the
0: origin i'd say of the superhero landing of that like meal
1: yeah exactly That it's such a perfect he looks like a god coming out of somewhere but then kyle not so flawless. Um, Just c- hits the ground, you know, skinny, butt naked still. But Pain. Just pain. And he's like kind of scattering everywhere. And whereas the Terminator just takes clothes and shoots people and kills them to get it. He's like running from police trying to like um just snag clothes from a store. And he's not killing anyone. He's not trying to hurt anybody at all. Um, just the contrast you see between the two. It just it's so well done and so clear.
2: Yes, but still if you don't watch a trailer which when i showed when i showed Harley this movie um they didn't see a trailer for the first movie or the second movie we did a double feature mm-hmm. and yes the terminator clearly comes in duh, 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 like and Kyle Reese just kind of flops in you know mm-hmm. he knocks people out instead of killing them takes guns from the perspective you don't know what either of these characters like motivations are. Oh no, not at all. So when you're in the tech noir and you're seeing everything from Sarah Connor's POV,
1: it looks like two crazy wackos with guns are after. It's, and I think that's great. It's not until oh, yeah. the bar scene where some of this gets like really defined at that point, mm-hmm. uh, which is so cool. Cause what a cool convergence of three separate storylines all meeting up in one spot. Like, the way that flows into that bar scene i just think is great um and the way they show um the terminator with the you know the fence in front of him at the bar it's like it you know where he's at without them having to say anything and it all just kind of flows into it but i just think that's so cool how merging three people like that into like one little knot and then going for one storyline after that that's just great writing and great directing oh yeah at that
0: point it's it's um it definitely feels like a full 3 act structure mm-hmm. where the first one is like at least uh arnold's story find that film oh give me a clause and it's just like that that first fight that pretty much tells you everything you need to know where he gets stabbed doesn't even phase him puts his hand through a man and you're like oh okay so we know right in the very beginning who has the power in this movie mm-hmm. And he gets the phone book, finds out, like, the Sarah Connors and goes on his killing spree of just, like, you know, kill them all to be sure. And you have Kyle who has, like, more of this, like, it's actually kind of funny. It's like he's got that rogue archetype where he's just stealing. He's uh, not necessarily that he's strong, but he's not like that. He's not invulnerable. He's just like, I can do stuff, but I'm still just a human. And there's only so much I can do, especially being so, like, like completely like literally naked and going through theft to then just find Sarah and then Sarah herself who is literally just the normal person living the normal life you have the friends you have uh the job you have the boyfriend that is blowing her off as well or like the guy she's supposed to go out with and you don't even he never even shows up in the movie at all and it goes through all of that and then uh, the Convergence is that street walk uh, where, oh yeah, sorry, the cops too. You honestly have a fourth side for a while for at least two of the arcs where uh, you have like Bishop and I can't remember uh, his <laughs> his full name. I'm like, yeah, Bishop and the other cop, the chief. And they, they, they're like solving the crime of like, oh, they're killing Sarah Connors. We have to find the last one before she gets killed too. Mm-hmm. And it's such a basic story; they don't know what's going on, and then you get to that convergence point. And you—you you honestly, I don't know about you guys, but like if you've never watched this before, you have more of a feeling that the cops are more important than they end up becoming. Mm-hmm. Like you think there's going to be a bigger story with them because they're showing them repeatedly on their own without the other characters there. So usually, in that sense, you're like, "Oh, okay." Like we'll we'll be getting some form of like meet up between them all and they're all going to team up right and it's like oh no that's that's not what's going to happen and, they and... Him so
1: much personality too uh just looking at the white dude's line i forget his name the cop uh but he he has so many quick like you know little quirks and whatnot that it's kind of admirable that they even included that into the writing process of really giving him a personality typically it'd be just like standard cop You know jargon at that point and talk and just the side guy, but each one has like such a a cool personality or at least a unique personality. Um, I get what you mean how you think they're going to be more important than they're not because there's actually like effort put into those characters.
0: Yeah, even um even the psychologist who's like guys I can make a I can make a fortune here making a book off this guy Mm -hmm. and his like rantings of the future like this is crazy.
1: (laughs) I love the psychologist. Uh,
0: Yeah, so there's like they're actually thinking about they're the only characters with humor in uh, this whole film, is the the pretty much uh, uh, Bishop and, actually, what's his actual name? V- Vukovic is the the police officer's name, and then Sieberman um, uh, is mm. the psychologist. So you're like, you're getting humor from them and you have uh, Traxler who's just like, I-, I just need to get this girl and protect her because uh, yeah. And one of them is Lance
2: yeah. Hendrickson.
0: Yeah, yeah, Lance Hendrickson is Vukovic. And you know, Arnold comes into the <laughs> comes into the precinct just blasts him i'll be back like of course you get the famous line and this is bef- i think this is the only move besides that one line and fuck you asshole like there's no other like arnold put like arnold like one-liners kyle
2: reese says come with me if you want to live which that arnold then uses in the second in, movie yeah that's mm-hmm. very true. And then Daenerys Targaryen uses in one of those shitty ones.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, we don't talk about that one. Yeah, that's in Genesis. I saw it in theaters. It was, uh, I've it was
1: seen, really bad. I've seen one of the Terminator sequels. I remember which one it was. Um, I remember being like, it's not that horrendous as I would have imagined. But I think that was like huh? going in with the lowest expectations. Salvation? Dark Fate, maybe? I don't know salvation know. or dark fate are actually on
0: the they're more of the middle ground they're not bad the, honestly okay. the first that, that r-rated right. they're movie, just not great
2: the first r-rated movie i ever saw in theaters was terminator 3 uh i went to go see it with my dad and um i was nine and uh we both kind of looked at each other with an understanding that this movie blows it
0: just kind of was weird
2: yeah it yeah as soon as uh kyle reese gets paintballed in the middle while trying to steal drugs from a vet i was like this is gonna be shitty (laughs) (laughs)
0: this is
2: this is gonna be really bad
0: she's killing your lieutenants oh no she killed the dude at the fast food joint i can't believe they've done this
2: (laughs) oh god she's like a she's i don't i don't understand how all right we're gonna make we're gonna make a third type of terminator we've got that metal exoskeleton and ter- en- endoskeleton terminator we've got the liquid K-1000. terminator mm-hmm. and then we're going to have a hybrid between both of them wow. how does that okay. make it better than the liquid terminator yes right yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense i feel like that's that a that's a step <laughs> like the
0: backwards. one thing she had was where she could like control arnold's terminator for like a
1: bit
2: she could finally she could turn her arm into a gun
1: yes I think, I think that was. I think Salvation is the one I've I've seen.
0: Salvation was cool, honestly, that because it's just a war movie. It's just okay, like Christian Bale being yes, like I'm John Connor. Except they they
2: took the amazing future war, which I wanted to bring up. the The future war in Terminator One and Two is one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen, and they tease it in both movies. So the next logical step is uh, Terminator Three to just be the future war with Mm. pink and blue lasers and amazing synth score and ragtag uniforms and just awesome sleek terminators walking around and rotting flesh coming off of them dogs getting lasered people living off of rats and sewers and instead what we get is like a an operation desert storm starring christian bale Oh, that is well, very true. where you, it's, can it's just, like you can just you can just point blank a Terminator in the face with an M4 and that kills it. Like, are you kidding me? And Guns and Roses is in this for some reason.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, I don't it remember. It's the half future, of that thing.
2: and there's and there's Kawasaki <gasps> Ninja motorcycle Terminators.
0: What? Yes, it's it's a crazy it's it's a crazy movie. Oh my gosh! Terrible it's it's fun it just doesn't it's, give you what you want it doesn't give you what you've been wanting for like three movies have when we not not gotten, when i say like it's a future yeah. movie yet have we not well we
2: that? not not fully uh well besides salvation, salvation yeah but yeah because like not fully, um they tease it in like the newer one with
0: three ends with the nukes falling and then salvation is just kind of like oh we're sort of doing it kind of not really like calories is not they even calories yet
2: new and dark and gritty
0: yeah oh, wow. um okay. genesis was like a just a. that was just weird so genesis was like oh we changed the future a bit where sarah connor's prepped now because uh another terminator came and like helped raised her and so like now it's her being like calories we're gonna do this shit together but now we're going into the future uh, and also, John Connor was turned into a Terminator. And it's really fucking stupid.
2: And he's got nanomachines. Another yeah.
0: step backwards. Why don't you just have uh, him liquid?
2: Have, it was really, Have him it,
0: it liquid. Didn't, it didn't make oh. any sense. I was like, why would you... So we still haven't, besides Christian Bale that one time, like we haven't really gotten John Connor. And it's like, not even still. Uh, Dark Fate, they just change it. Whether it's like, oh, we could kind of restart. And it's like alternate timeline now because uh you it's it's basically oh you succeeded skynet was taken down but here's a different one that's coming in so now it requires different people and it's honestly pretty fun uh it's just not the same it's it's just its own thing like you you have to kind of separate it to enjoy it more i would say Uh, damn yeah
1: okay what about like video game based i know there's some terminator video games do you guys know anything about those uh, mm. I know the Terminator
0: 2 arcade cabinet which
1: was there's like a Salvation arcade sick. cabinet that's about it too
0: yeah. that was uh, like the more recent one I think
2: I that one I thought was cool because it just had like these M4 like guns where you had to reload them by slapping the mags and that's dope
0: but yeah it was still pretty shitty yeah it's really honestly just arcades was the only thing for Terminator I don't there, think there was anything there else
2: there is a Terminator game that came out that went totally under the radar um Oh God, what was it? Uh Terminator was it Terminator Resistance? Um that sounds, it came, that sounds familiar. Yeah, Terminator Resistance. It came out in 2019. No one said jack shit about it. Um and apparently it's it's really, really, really freaking good. Really? Um it's it's almost like a it's almost like an RPG. Um Cause you're going around like doing upgrades and like looting and like finding stuff. It's basically, I don't know. It's like very fallout ish. Um, oh, but yeah. with more of a linear storyline. Um, but it's, it's pretty great. And they like kind of meld together the eighties future war with terminator salvation, future war. They kind of have a happy medium. Um, but it really does a one thing that's awesome about the game is it makes Terminators scary. When you turn a corner and you see a Terminator, it's like turning a corner in Resident Evil Three and Nemesis is just staring at you.
1: Oh damn! Uh,
2: you you can shoot at them all you want with an Uzi, but it ain't gonna do shit. Um, you, you doesn't you can't really like destroy Terminators until like later in the game when you finally can unlock like plasma weapons. Then you can have like a fighting chance. You're not gonna be dropping terminators like left and right but you can still fight them because you got a laser so it's it's really interesting what they did but unfortunately i think it got overshadowed by everything else that was happening in november 2019 oh damn do i might pick this
1: up at some point um
2: yeah yeah i think the main problem is it doesn't have a ton of replay value Oh, okay. um, but if you can find it for like under twenty bucks, which let's see what Steam is saying about the Terminator. Um, Terminator. Wait for a nice Resistance or... is
0: forty dollars right now. Ain't worth forty bucks. Yeah, wait, wait for uh, a good. But nice if you can find it for sales. twenty, because it's, it's uh definitely because it's out of print easily Yeah, but uh, you could totally find it uh, if it goes
2: on sale for.
0: There what? were oh yeah oh, yes. two, two like other months. oh wow yeah that's cool yeah I would totally look besides to this yeah there were uh two other forms of Terminator media there was uh I never watched this uh but the Sarah Connor Chronicles oh god TV man. show it had oh, Summer Glau yeah. as the Terminator I I never watched it I, I honestly all I knew was. judging by the age it's like after terminator two but maybe retcons three i I don't really know but did you guys see that
2: ever i saw a couple episodes back Mm -hmm. in the day i just remember seeing like there there's literally like a 1930s tommy gun bank robbery with like you know fedora wearing bank robbers and their terminators wow (laughs) and and like even as a kid i was like i'm fucking out guys Day, yeah, yeah I just, yeah, cool never,
0: that. I never tried. I just didn't understand it, so I was like, "Oh, it's if it's an alternate timeline, that means it doesn't matter," and I just didn't bother. Yeah, but true. there was an experience. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever gone to Universal Studios. Oh, I think yeah. they had it in both. But the, do you remember? Do you if it was Terminator? Was it called like Terminator 3D? I Terminator
2: think? Two 3D.
0: Yeah. So that honestly is like that that's the sequel to Terminator 2 so you got like oh you're you're going into this awesome Skynet experience and then all of a sudden uh John Connor and Sarah Connor break in and John's like a high schooler at this point it looks like he looks like he's like 16 17 uh and Sarah's just a little bit older than she was in 2 and they're like we gotta save you guys they're gonna do like Terminator shit and then Schwarzenegger literally comes out of the future, and he comes like John. Kind of come with me, and it just goes through this crazy experience where like you're watching people on a stage, like some practical effect robots too, and then you get the screen, and all this stuff is happening on the screen, mm-hmm. with like uh just them fighting other Terminators and robots, and like I think at one point it's so Roman. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I I it, it like stayed in my mind where there is one Terminator. And Schwarzenegger goes, hey, Buckethead. And he, like, lops its head off. I forget how, but he's like, who is that? And he's like, that was my college roommate. Oh, and you're my like, God. What? I remember that shit. Dude. I remember oh that. That's
2: It's awful. It's, it's so awful. bad. But, but you, then, like, the you're real, laughing. But then there are, like, there are, like, lookalike actors that run out on stage, like, to make it like, yes. 4D. And they just start firing blanks in the air. It's, shit, it's loud. Yeah, it's Damn. crazy. Yeah, That's so but, oh, sick. Wait, before I forget there were two video games that i totally forgot about well, of course there's a million terminator video games but terminator future shock and terminator skynet came out in 1995 and 1996 i forgot about those uh ty Are those and I, pc games yeah those were pc games developed by bethesda
0: Oh my Bethesda yes. game studios. Yes.
2: I can't remember oh, if no. they're good or if they're bad. I remember Ty and I used to talk about them. When we talked about Bethesda back in the day. And, um, I remember watching the Civi 11, uh, YouTube reviews for, for future shock and Skynet. He, he reviews like, a um, old retro video games, you know, defunct video games for like DOS and stuff like mm. that. Um, interesting and maybe sequels to terminator 2 so but i remember they used to take they took place in like the future war so there you go if any of y'all want to play some unofficial sequels there's there's a little bit of bethesda for you
1: yeah that'd be super fun actually and what a good like publisher as well at that point um yeah it's it's one of those (laughs) yeah at that point (laughs) um It's one of those franchises that has so much potential, but it just really hasn't been like tapped properly yet. You know, we keep on getting like stuff that's almost as cool as the first two movies, but they just uh, they're just not hitting the mark every single time. They're never hitting the mark. (laughs)
2: Like the you get the first two movies, and then everything after it is like
1: it's just different types of shit. It's all shit. did Cameron? Did Cameron? Uh, Cameron? Did James Cameron uh, come back for uh, Dark Fate? No, he produced it. Actually, he produced it. Okay. He, he had a hand in was... it.
0: Yeah, he he worked with uh, the director of Deadpool, if I remember oh, correctly, okay. uh, to do this. Um, Hold on, I'm looking.
2: I'm I'm looking it up. Okay, so was it? Produced?
0: I think the executive produced it.
2: Okay, was
0: if was it produced
2: by James Cameron or was he the executive producer? Because there is a difference. Uh, producing he... you actually have a hand in the process executive producer means you gave it money
0: he was uh he did the story so he ad- he made the story and then it was adapted into a screenplay so he didn't do the actual script but he was the one that concocted it uh he he did it with um uh charles h eggley and josh friedman and also david goyer like there is actually multiple uh that worked on it. And then afterwards, uh Justin Rhodes, David Goyer, and Billy Ray did the screenplay itself. Oh wow. So he did technically like create the idea of it,
2: yeah. I wonder if he was just like throwing shit at a wall and seeing what stuck and like made the people that were writing it happy and then went just back to trying to make avatar 6. Yeah, seriously. He, it
0: says uh what he he produced, uh not executive produced. Oh. So he had a lot more hand in it. Uh if from what I heard, so Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool who did this, uh he said there there was a lot of stuff from over the shoulder by James Cameron that made him not want to work with him again cuz oh, wow. he was just like Yeah, it's like, uh, honestly, the two people you can kind of see where it goes right and wrong is Tim Miller and Robert Rodriguez, where uh, with this one, Cameron, you know, is a big Terminator guy. And this is the first movie under Cameron's control again when he got the rights back to Terminator. Uh, He didn't have the rights from like three through Genesis, I believe. This is the first one that's been back with him, which is actually honestly, it's probably the third best film of the three of this of the six of them. And uh, definitely not at the tier of 1 and 2, but it's better than 3 through 5, easily. Uh, he, You see that negative of just, like, probably being a little too controlling, whereas you see how good the relationship was between him and Rodriguez having of Battle Angel come out. Because mm-hmm. uh, that was the same thing. I, I, you know, James Cameron had a hand in that as much as he did in Dark Fate, I believe, where he actually put a heavy hand into it. Besides been working on Avatars 2 through... Two, three, four, five, two through five. Listen,
2: the difference between <laughs> Alita Battle Angel and Terminator Dark Fate is alita is a
0: great movie. Yes. Yeah. No, Elite is much better than Terminator Dark Fate, I would say. Um but Dark Fate does it does okay. Um But yeah, it's uh he's still had a hand in it though, compared to the other three, at least in terms of uh creativity on that part.
2: Damn. But,
1: Damn. Yeah. Ah, it's crazy. So I it's...
2: see. I see that it didn't. It didn't make a profit in the box office. No,
0: it didn't. It, it bombed. And I. I told honestly, I watched it and I was like, people are giving it shit, but it's honestly better than what I expected and better like than. It's just. It's better than I thought and uh i remember actually brandon james uh watched james was like it looks stupid i don't think i want to watch this and then he watched it and he's like I, I like this and i was like i told i told you it's it's not bad it's, i just it's want them to.
2: i just want them to stop touching it stop touching terminator yeah. it's like I a think, child that you tell to stop touching something so but it's just like, you don't understand this thing it's it's too good for you just stop touching it and let it
0: let it be and the child
2: just keeps touching I, it
0: I think they're going to hold off for a bit because if, if not, we would have seen something by now, I think. Oh, good. I can't um, wait for Terminator We would have seen 9. another one. Yeah, for us. It's... All in due time. All in, all in due time. This how many, I definitely how wanted many's... to lead a sequel before this. Yeah. A sequel for this.
2: Which is probably not going to happen because that also didn't make any money back.
0: Yeah, because I, I, if, if I heard correctly, I think Dark Fate was also the final Schwarzenegger uh, yeah. appearing in he's,
2: it. Listen, he said Terminator 3 was the final Terminator.
0: Ah, uh, that's okay. I mean, I mean just because of his age, too, though. Because he's i um, getting older, but he yeah. in it. He was he was fantastic in that movie. I I couldn't I couldn't do it. It was fantastic. He, he's just fun. Um, actually speaking of, uh, did I ever tell you guys I met him?
1: Oh, that's dope, Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah, where? Uh, in L. A. So I was a production assistant at uh, Rock Paper Scissors. It was an editorial company, and I was doing a food run, and I had to go to a burger place to get or like a place that had burgers is like a fancy little place that for some clients and i'm going to the entrance and i just see him right there there's arnold camo shorts polo shirt (laughs) just talking to some guy by the door so i have to go next to him just to go through the door and i'm going there but i'm also awestruck i'm like oh shit it's wrong it's the it's the governor i'm like oh my god and uh as I'm going to the door, like, I can't stop looking at him. And he looks at me, and he smiles, and he just says, oh, well, how are you doing? How's your day going? <laughs> and I'm just like, I- I'm, t- I'm doing great. How-, how-, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing swell. I'm glad to hear you-, you. know, I hope you have a great day today. And I'm like, oh, thanks. You too. And he's like, all oh, right. Well, I'll see you guys later. And he goes, and he just gets into his yellow Jeep, and he drives away. And I'm just like, huh, huh. That was Earl. Our- I can't him? believe it. I would have hugged him. I-, I didn't hug him. I think I, I can't i think i shaked his hand so it's was, was just like he he's just so he's such a nice. he was really nice because I, I didn't even ask i talked to he could talk to me first and i wasn't even like i was just going to the door
2: <laughs> comron yeah i am so jealous that you met the terminator and i'm very glad that you met the terminator you need to work on your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. i just I'm sit, so sorry. sit in a I'm mirror. So sit in a mirror for a couple hours. Just stare at yourself. Go, speaking, like you get there. You know,
0: <laughs> speaking of practicing, actually, it's it's just like an IMDb fact, but I thought it was actually really cool. Like you're, the movies he did before this were Conan, so the man's mm-hmm. just wielding swords and running around in a, like a loincloth, cloth practically. This is Arnold with guns for the first time. And then you get all of the 80s action movies we know him for, for everything from Total Recall, Commando, Predator, you name it. But apparently he practiced working on all of those guns to the point where he was actually like using those guns blindfolded in terms of like uh, reloading them and stuff. I I was like, oh my God, is this actually true? Like, this is crazy uh, that he went all this, like he went pretty far in just preparing to be this character because like if you think about it like yeah he did great in the conan movies but it's like yeah it's buff dude doing this stuff but otherwise he hadn't been in a modern flick mm-hmm. a- anything like that before and he well, wanted he was to was hercules stuff. in
2: new
1: york that's true okay that's <laughs> <laughs> great uh, so technically yeah, he
2: was just a man out of time yeah, there you, yeah. there you go there
1: you go
0: but like, not even reload. It was, like, literally uh, stripping and reassembling.
1: That's awesome, because, you know, knowing that he's a machine and a tactical expert, like, it would have been flawed if he wasn't just, like, extremely proficient in every way. And, you know, when you mentioned the plasma rifle thing earlier in the game, I realized that was a good... uh Like they mentioned that in the uh, movie as well when he's buying all the guns and he's asking for a plasma rifle and the guy's like ha just like laughing like yeah just what you see pal yeah and it's just like damn that's fucking cool that that like pretty much like led to like that one line is really what led to like other things involving that type of did uh,
2: did we all notice who the gun store clerk was no I know who was that that's Dick Miller the man who's in every movie and never as the main character that man from like the beginning of his career to the end of his career appeared in like more than like 180 films oh my god so it's just he, he's like a glorified as, yeah. extra he's a glorified cameo in every oh single film he's in like every roger corman film he's in every joe dante film he like he's in he's in like his biggest role ever is probably a tie between like gremlins 2 where he reprises the same role in gremlins but as like an actual character or in the 1959 horror slasher comedy a bucket of blood where he plays like a wannabe artist that kills people and then turns them into sculptures that man that man he had a whole documentary made about him as just the guy who's in the background of like every movie.
1: <laughs> That's so true. Everything that is listed on it, everyone is movie listing is so long, Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I've seen him in so many movies and never known this. Uh He's, oh, he's in, in Flash every movie TV show too. Jesus. Every time yeah.
2: every time I see Dick Miller,
0: I'm like, there's Dick Miller. <laughs> I love in the credit, it says pawn shop clerk, not gun store owner. So it was like actually a pawn shop that had like an Uzi and like if, a car. If that was a pawn rifle. shop,
2: that was the most armed pawn shop I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, really. Before. I was Dude. just
0: like, okay, you don't need nothing. Just go in there and buy whatever you want.
1: Even in uh, like his animated stuff, he is just like minor characters. Dude, he was Chucky Soul in um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And that's a character that you see for like two minutes and like a grave falls on top of him. It's so... Minor. It's like, that's it's
2: because uh, Dick Miller was such like a Roger Corman staple that when all of these filmmakers graduated the school of Roger Cormanisms, they made their own films and still called up Dick Miller, just like yo, that's sick. come and be in my movie, come and be come and be in Piranha, come and be in, come and be in Chopping Mall. Come and, and he be only in, passed you know... away
1: <laughs> in 2019. It was very recent, pretty much. Like, dang, oh. yeah,
2: he was getting sick. He. I mean, he was old. Guy was born in the 20s. No. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, he lived a long yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Feel bad. Also, I Roman,
0: I, you probably know this. I assume you know, like, if you don't know this, wow. But, like, uh, the punklier oh, is Bill, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, I did not. Re- oh, my God. James,
2: like, uh, Bill Paxton is the only actor to have been killed by a Terminator, an alien,
1: and a predator. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah Poor guy doesn't crazy. have very much luck how this like whole that's kind of like the trio of the 80s franchises you know what i mean like they're Mm -hmm. the ones that succeeded and have come out and have continuous things made of them um and really none of the sequels really match up to the first few films no matter what um but like it's cool how terminator aliens and predator are like staple points of like adventure movies that have still that are still modern and still kind of very fresh and relevant like we have a new alien series uh with marvel um predators gonna be coming out soon there's another predator movie in the works uh one came out what two years ago 20 2019 or something um, Shane black's
0: predators yeah yeah or yeah. no the predator Shane black's the predator, the predator.
1: yeah and then yeah. uh it's best comedy cool. of the year it's a great like i don't know cinematic staple point point. um and I don't know if they're ever gonna die. Honestly, like I could see Terminator. No, because ramped.
2: because our dumb asses are still gonna be buying fucking tickets to go see these garbage yeah. heaps.
0: If yeah, they you know. keep making Predator movies, I honestly, I probably will see it every single time. Oh, every single get, time. Get
2: Rod Re- Robert Rodriguez to come back if you really want to make a Predator three. Yeah, but
0: Predators I, was fantastic. I, I, was I, I, I legitimately, legitimately think. Yeah. yeah.
2: I I legitimately think that, um, Terminator and Terminator two. Great movies, Predator and Predator Two. I actually like Predator Two. Oh, I love Predator Two. It's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's great. That final scene um,
1: where they give him the gun, like that's yeah, kind
2: of like, yeah. Alien amazing. and Aliens, fantastic mm-hmm. duo. And I will say that I I think Predators is a very fun movie. Um, we can we can stop. I think we're I think we're happy with what we have. Yeah, no, I think sure. we're happy yeah. with what we have. It's not like it's not like these movies were just okay, and that we need like you know a really great movie to like solidify the Mm-mm. the world that's been built. It's just like no, we've got amazing ass movies. If you have to do a Terminator three, I'm gonna say that if you have to do a Terminator three, just make it the awesome pink and blue lasers future war. Yeah, and maybe the end you can send
1: you know a babyface
2: Kyle Reese back in time. Yeah, that's what they should do next. Just epic ass, fucking
1: just crazy war, like just just that's all I want. I just want the crazy ass fucking war movie with cybernetic future and yeah, give it a great storyline. Maybe Uh, they're saving Private Ryan, but they're gonna go rescue Kyle or whatever, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) fucking Terminator. That's what I want. I would just
0: (laughs) love if they try to achieve that '80s style in modern day, like try to do those effects and that music in modern day uh just because it'd be so obscure at well, the same time been, too I've... they've been doing it really i mean like you've got you've got films
2: like the guest which totally nail that feel um i've yet to see that movie oh my gosh well since since we're talking about the terminator I think everyone needs to go out and watch the movie the guest um and that's all <laughs> i'm gonna say uh it came out in um 2014 2014 and it's uh on is Netflix right now. It's a great homage to eighties films, you know, and eighties directors like John Carpenter and James Cameron. And don't watch a trailer. Just go into it.
1: Nice. Hell yeah. Down. Gotcha. Definitely yeah. check this out. I
0: just looked and I saw Lance Reddick in the IMDb in the cast, so I got excited. Yeah, a little bit. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Don't read anymore.
0: Alright, that's it. I just need to know where Lance Deegan's Reddick's from... in it. I'm sold.
1: Dan Stevens from Legion that fuck, That guy's dope as fuck I really like yeah
2: Dan Stevens from from Beauty and the Beast and Downton Abbey that's why that oh, man sorry. was cast in The Guest they were like let's take, let's take the most unassuming person
0: possible that man is amazing I love his he just does good stuff but anyway um, Terminator 1 though yeah I guess do you guys which one do you guys prefer between the two between the first
1: two one. I guess Terminator one? one, definitely. I will avoid this question because it's been so, it's been just as long <laughs> as I've seen Terminator Two since I've seen Terminator One. Like I, I think I watched them back to back, and that was like I just shelved them at that point. Um, but you know, I definitely will watch it soon just to kind of refresh that whole nostalgic you know feel. But I I saw Terminator Two way more as a kid. Um, And I really forgot how great Terminator 1 is. So I'm excited to even get, you know, that little, that robotic flame reignited if I rewatch T2.
2: Um, T2 is is technically better than the first film in every way, shape, and form. Mm -hmm. But the first film, what it nails is it takes the plot of a cheap 80s B movie and goes at it full force like a horror film, and they they're dead fucking serious. If I went up to you and I was just like, "Yo, there's this low budget movie from the 80s about an unstoppable robot from the future that comes back in time tries to kill this chick." Um, it sounds like it sounds like something out of just that that would go straight to the sci-fi channel.
0: I'd personally hate it. Uh, just because I, I, honestly, in general, I just don't like time travel. Yeah, stuff. I, hate I always time never travel. enjoyed like Back to the Future and Terminator are the only two exceptions I will take. I, uh, I, uh, I put
2: Twelve fan. Monkeys in there.
0: I actually, st- that's another list. Oh my
2: god! Uh, hey man, gonna... I haven't
0: seen everything. Okay, <laughs> we, we I should, just we, we got to do a Terry Gilliam athon. There you go. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what we, we could probably only watch like one or two movies when I see you in September. So we got to figure this out. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but um i personally i think i'd have to pick two like i love like it's it's like alien and aliens for me with one and two like the first one feels like sci-fi horror whereas uh the second one feels more like action and honestly the inclusion of just having a kid makes it feel more adventurous i guess it just Um, gets
2: so cheesy it does it does just i now know
0: why
1: you cry and then every it's like every mom in the audience just cries I, I, she's like oh. aliens one is always my winner for that like i i absolutely love that first film um with hands down but that's more my vibe of like films that i would dive
0: yeah they, they're like completely different and yeah. like that's why terminator one and two also both succeed because you don't feel like you're watching the same movie yeah even yeah, though it's I mean. oh another guy from the future is coming back to kill the the people from the, sa- the same one except the other one's born now and and stuff like that also the other Terminator is back too And you're like, wait, what? Okay. I'm 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 the
2: opposite when it comes to Alien. I I like Aliens the best.
0: Yeah, Mm. and uh, we'll we'll get we'll be getting to that. And uh, I think also it's very it's crazy that this is the movie. It's my birth movie. Like this is the movie that came out when I was born. uh, Was Terminator Two, and it's just I'm like, oh shit, that's what I got. That's pretty dope. All right, I'll take it. Uh, So it it does have a special special place in my heart. And I, I did at least see it later than the first Terminator, but that was still a long time ago, so I do need to rewatch it and reassess to see if that still stands as my favorite Terminator movie, if it's still over one, because watching it one now, I honestly have a lot more appreciation than I did in high school, even from, like, the very bare-bones future, where it's just, like, uh, you see treads running over, like, three skulls and a bunch of, like, debris and stuff, and it just did so much more than I thought it would, but...
1: Yeah. Nice.
2: There's, I, um, Terminator has impacted my life very, very deeply to the point that in my, in my days of lurking on fucking 4chan back in like 2006, (laughs) I read the, one of the funniest things I have ever read. Um, And of course it was, copied from somewhere else because there's nothing original on the internet. Um, and I still do this to this day, but it's, it's called my morning ritual. I have a morning ritual that I need to share. I call it the Terminator. First I crouch down in the shower in the classic naked Terminator traveling through time pose with my eyes closed. I crouch there for a minute, visualizing either Arnold or the guy from the second movie. Not the chick from the third, because that one sucked. And I start to hum the Terminator team. And then I slowly rise to a standing position and I open my eyes. It helps me proceed through my day as an emotionless cyborg badass. The only problem is if the shower curtain sticks to my Terminator leg, it ruins the fantasy. Oh my goodness. And ever since I read that back in whenever I read it. I do that. <laughs> to what? this day, I still get on one knee in the shower and let my hair just get soaked. And then when I'm ready, I stand up slowly and I go, da da and, and now it's 2021. I'm about to be 27. I still fucking do that.
1: Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Well, that's, it's, I mean... That's something. <laughs> This is just one of those movies that just like, uh, uh it, if you're a movie fan of any sort, it's a very much an essential, it's like a pinnacle action movie. Um, It defined like an era, kind of a genre at that point, like that robotic cyborg futuristic like war type of thing. And it's like probably the most popular like version of that we have now, I would say. Is there any objection? Is there a more popular cyborg war other than, other than Transformers, I guess? No. No, no, no. Yeah, and no. this is the least
0: thing. punny Schwarzenegger movie of all of them. This mm-hmm. is probably the least punny of them all. Oh, because yeah. he's a full blown fucking monster in this. Yes, he, he yes. ain't cracking jokes. Yes, he has more jokes than Conan. Yes, <laughs> he yeah. punches a camel. <laughs>
2: also, <laughs> yeah. shout out, shout out to my friend Lisa Marie Bats, who is the biggest Terminator fan on the face of the planet, Ooh. and uh, to yes, has has a million different Terminator posters. And oh, that's dope. a bunch of signed shit yeah shout out to Lisa you kick ass out there
1: hell yeah well, well guys I think that wraps up our Terminator talk this week um I'm you know I'm excited maybe we'll revisit James Cameron next year we'll find out that list has not been made yet it won't be made for a while uh but he's got no. more he's got more big ones man I know yeah exactly yeah. There, there'd be so much to cover with him that are phenomenal um but I mean, next week we're taking on Aliens, uh, which is kind of weird. I don't know what other—I don't think there's any other films that we've taken on a sequel before um, the initial movie. Well, we
0: talked about we talked about actually doing if we did a David Fincher again, we'd do Alien Three, which is funny because like we've only talked about three and two, but not one still.
1: Yeah, we'd have to have a whole Ridley Scott month at that point.
0: Um, Early Ridley Scott, not yeah, but... uh, abducted, replaced Ridley Scott. <laughs> yeah.
2: Not reptilian replacement Ridley Scott.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm hyped for that because it's another movie I've only seen a handful of times. uh, Once, twice, maybe three times in my life. Um, I've seen the first one dozens. But this will be a cool revisit. And another action-packed kind of futuristic vibe we're going for. James Cameron had fucking I just say Cameron like as in your name. That's all I picture whenever I say that now. Like, you most wanted so to so say funny. James Comron. Yeah. It's like, oh it's the Sutra Sat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man. Yeah and I've been waiting for this too. This is actually the reason I wanted to get Roman on in the first place on this show. Yeah. Uh, was for aliens. Uh ever since uh we made our plan for like the year of movies, that was the first thing that hit my head. I was like, oh Roman aliens easy. That's like the easiest thing uh, I can add in for that like I don't have, I don't even have to think about that. That's so easy. I am
2: an aliens fan.
0: We'll we'll be talking all about it because there's stuff that I'm like, oh we get to we get to really get into this. this is gonna be great. nice. but that's uh that's next time until then uh, Roman. where can people find you?
2: Uh, you can find me um, on Instagram at Revolver Roman. Uh, or if you want to pick up some movies, um, I sell movies at Graveface Records in Curiosities in Savannah, Georgia. So you could find us on uh, at Terrorvision Video on Instagram.
1: All right, and Brandon, where can people find you? Check out Apollo City Comics on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And right now, we're on our road to episode one hundred, which is actually our third anniversary of a podcast. So a lot of exciting stuff coming your way. Awesome, yeah. And you guys had Car
0: Andrews on, right?
1: Yes, we Pretty just cool. had a Kari Andrews interview. Check that out. Uh, creator, uh, artist, writer, director. <laughs> this guy does so much. Um, he's known for Spider-Man Reign. Check out his series right now, Amazing Fantasy. Uh, that's, I think, issue two should be out by the time this episode's out. Um, and he has a, is actually also doing The Death of Doctor Strange coming out soon, too. So a whole bunch of stuff, a uh, great interview. Um, and check out the guys at Lesser Known Comics. Um, we're doing a bunch of collaborations with them right now, too. So there's a bunch of stuff brewing in the background. Awesome. And, of course,
0: this show is on the Sutra Side Talk channel, which you obviously can find on pretty much any podcast platform. And, of course, you can listen to Sutra Side Talk, where... We will actually now do only two news topics maximum and go a little bit more in depth on them as well as mainly what we've been watching and playing. And that comes out weekly. We also have the Cut of Steel returning uh, pretty soon. We're going to be doing uh, our ninth episode on the Suicide Squad. And that comes out this month as well. And we also will have an up to it, down to it episode out this month and another in September as well. So uh, we're, we're picking that back up as well. We haven't figured out the topics, but that's uh, that's coming soon, coming soon. Until then, check it out at D&D episode where uh, besides Roman and I and Ty, we had Katie and Zach on for all the Dungeons and Dragons talk. But until next time, have a, have a great future past
1: uh, Schwarzenegger day. Bunch of timey-wimey <laughs> stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later.
0: <laughs> so long.